Chapter six through eight of Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Marian Martin. Irenaeus Against Heresies, Book Two, translated by Alexander Roberts and William H. Rombo. Chapter six. The angels and the creator of the world could not have been ignorant of the supreme God. How, again, could either the angels or the creator of the world have been ignorant of the supreme God, seeing they were his property and his creatures, and were contained by him? He might indeed have been invisible to them on account of his superiority, but he could by no means have been unknown to them on account of his providence, for though it is true as they declare that they were very far separated from him through their inferiority of nature yet as his dominion extended over all of them it behoved them to know their ruler and to be aware of this in particular that he who created them is lord of all for since his invisible essence is mighty it confers on all a profound mental intuition and perception of his most powerful yea omnipotent greatness wherefore although no one knows the father except the son nor the son except the father and those to whom the son will reveal him yet all beings do know this one fact at least because reason implanted in their minds moves them and reveals to them the truth that there is one god the lord of all and on this account all things have been by general consent placed under the sway of him who is styled the most high and the almighty by calling upon him even before the coming of our lord men were saved both from most wicked spirits and from all kinds of demons and from every sort of apostate power this was the case not as if earthly spirits or demons had seen him but because they knew of the existence of him who is god over all at whose invocation they trembled as there does tremble every creature and principality and power and every being endowed with energy under his government by way of parallel shall not those who live under the empire of the romans although they have never seen the emperor but are far separated from him both by land and sea know very well as they experience his rule who it is that possesses the principal power in the state how then could it be that those angels who were superior to us in nature, or even he whom they call the creator of the world, did not know the Almighty, when even dumb animals tremble and yield at the invocation of his name? And as, although they have not seen him, yet all things are subject to the name of our Lord, so must they also be to his who made and established all things by his word, since it was no other than he who formed the world and for this reason do the jews even now put demons to flight by means of this very adjuration inasmuch as all beings fear the invocation of him who created them if then they shrink from affirming that the angels are more irrational than the dumb animals they will find that it behoved these although they had not seen him who is god over all to know his power and sovereignty for it will appear truly ridiculous if they maintain that they themselves indeed 
who dwell upon the earth, know him who is God over all whom they have never seen, but will not allow him who, according to their opinion, formed them and the whole world, although he dwells in the heights and above the heavens, to know those things with which they themselves, though they dwell below, are acquainted. This is the case, unless perchance they maintain that Bythus lives in Tartarus below the earth, and that on this account they have attained to a knowledge of him before those angels who have their abode on high. Thus do they rush into such an abyss of madness as to pronounce the creator of the world void of understanding. They are truly deserving of pity, since with such utter folly they affirm that he, the creator of the world, neither knew his mother, nor her seed, nor the pleroma of the eons, nor the propator, nor what the things were which he made, but that these are images of those things which are within the pleroma, the Saviour having secretly laboured that they should be so formed by the unconscious demiurge, in honour of those things which are above. Chapter 7 Created things are not the images of those eons who are within the pleroma. While the demiurge was thus ignorant of all things, they tell us that the Saviour conferred honour upon the pleroma by the creation which he summoned into existence through means of his mother, inasmuch as he produced similitudes and images of those things which are above. But I have already shown that it was impossible that anything should exist beyond the pleroma, in which external region they tell us that images were made of those things which are within the pleroma or that this world was formed by any other one than the supreme god but if it is a pleasant thing to overthrow them on every side and to prove them vendors of falsehood let us say in opposition to them that if these things were made by the saviour to the honour of those which are above after their likeness then it behoved them always to endure that those things which have been honoured should perpetually continue in honour but if they do in fact pass away, what is the use of this very brief period of honour? An honour which at one time had no existence, and which shall again come to nothing. In that case I shall prove that the Saviour is rather an aspirant after vainglory than one who honours those things which are above. For what honour can those things which are temporal confer on such as are eternal and endure for ever? or those which pass away on such as remain, or those which are corruptible on such as are incorruptible. Since, even among men who are themselves mortal, there is no value attached to that honour which speedily passes away, but to that which endures as long as it possibly can. But those things which, as soon as they are made, come to an end, may justly be said rather to have been formed for the contempt of such as are thought to be honoured by them, and that that which is eternal is contumeliously treated when its image is corrupted and dissolved. But what if their mother had not wept and laughed and been involved in despair? The Saviour would not then have possessed any means of honouring the fullness, inasmuch as her last state of confusion did not have substance of its own, by which it might honour the propator. Alas for the honour of vainglory which at once passes away, and no longer appears. There will be some eon in whose case such honour will not be thought at all to have had an existence, 
and then the things which are above will be unhonoured or it will be necessary to produce once more another mother weeping and in despair in order to the honour of the pleroma what a dissimilar and at the same time blasphemous image do you tell me that an image of the only begotten was produced by the former of the world whom again ye wish to be considered the noose mind of the father of all and yet maintain that this image was ignorant of itself ignorant of creation ignorant too of the mother ignorant of everything that exists and of those things which were made by it and are you not ashamed while in opposition to yourselves you ascribe ignorance even to the only begotten himself for if these things below were made by the saviour after the similitude of those which are above while he the demiurge who was made after such similitude was in so great ignorance it necessarily follows that around him and in accordance with him after whose likeness be that is thus ignorant was formed ignorance of the kind in question spiritually exists for it is not possible since both were produced spiritually and neither fashioned nor composed that in some the likeness was preserved while in others the likeness of the image was spoiled that image which was here produced that it might be according to the image of that production which is above but if it is not similar the charge will then attach to the saviour who produced a dissimilar image of being so to speak an incompetent workman for it is out of their power to affirm that the saviour had not the faculty of production since they style him all things if then the image is dissimilar he is a poor workman and the blame lies according to their hypothesis with the saviour if on the other hand it is similar then the same ignorance will be found to exist in the noose mind of their propator that is the only begotten the noose of the father in that case was ignorant of himself ignorant too of the father ignorant moreover of those very things which were formed by him but if he has knowledge it necessarily follows also that he who was formed after his likeness by the saviour should know the things which are like and thus according to their own principles their monstrous blasphemy is overthrown apart from this however how can those things which belong to creation various manifold and innumerable as they are be the images of those thirty eons which are within the pleroma whose names as these men fix them i have set forth in the book which precedes this and not only will they be unable to adapt the vast variety of creation at large to the comparative smallness of their pleroma but they cannot do this even with respect to any one part of it whether that possessed by celestial or terrestrial beings or those that live in the waters for they themselves testify that their pleroma consists of thirty eons but any one will undertake to show that in a single department of those created beings which have been mentioned they reckon that there are not thirty but many thousands of species how then can those things which constitute such a multiform creation which are opposed in nature to each other and disagree among themselves and destroy the one the other be the images and likenesses of the thirty eons of the pleroma if indeed as they declare 
these being possessed of one nature, are of equal and similar properties, and exhibit no differences among themselves? For it was incumbent, if these things are images of those eons, inasmuch as they declare that some men are wicked by nature, and some, on the other hand, naturally good, to point out such differences also among their eons, and to maintain that some of them were produced naturally good, while some were naturally evil, so that the supposition of the likeness of those things might harmonize with the eons. Moreover, since there are in the world some creatures that are gentle, and others that are fierce, some that are innocuous, while others are hurtful and destroy the rest, some have their abode on the earth, others in the water, others in the air, and others in the heaven. In like manner they are bound to show that the eons possess such properties, if indeed the one are the images of the others. And besides, the eternal fire which the Father has prepared for the devil and his angels, they ought to show of which of those eons that are above it is the image. For it too is reckoned part of the creation. If, however, they say that these things are the images of the anthemesis, of that eon who fell into passion, then, first of all, they will act impiously against their mother, by declaring her to be the first cause of evil and corruptible images. And then again, how can those things which are manifold and dissimilar and contrary in their nature be the images of one and the same being? And if they say that the angels of the Pleroma are numerous, and that those things which are many are the images of these, not in this way either will the account they give be satisfactory. For, in the first place, they are then bound to point out differences among the angels of the Pleroma, which are mutually opposed to each other, even as the images existing below are of a contrary nature among themselves. And then again, since there are many, yea, innumerable angels, who surround the Creator, as all the prophets acknowledge, saying, for instance, ten thousand times ten thousand stood beside him and many thousands of thousands ministered unto him then according to them the angels of the pleroma will have as images the angels of the creator and the entire creation remains in the image of the pleroma but so that the thirty eons no longer correspond to the manifold variety of the creation Still further, if these things below were made after the similitude of those above, after the likeness of which again will those then be made? For if the Creator of the world did not form these things directly from his own conception, but like an architect of no ability, or a boy receiving his first lesson, copied them from archetypes furnished by others, then whence did their Bythus obtain the forms of that creation which he had first produced? it clearly follows that he must have received the model from some other who is above him, and that one in turn from another. And none the less for these suppositions, the talk about images, as about gods, will extend to infinity, if we do not at once fix our mind on one artificer, and on one god, who of himself formed those things which have been created. Or is it really the case that, in regard to mere men, one will allow that they have of themselves invented what is useful for the purposes of life, but will not grant to that God who formed the world that of himself he created the forms of those things which have been made, 
and imparted to it its orderly arrangement? But again, how can these things below be images of those above, since they are really contrary to them, and can in no respect have sympathy with them? For those things which are contrary to each other may indeed be destructive of those to which they are contrary, but can by no means be their images, as for instance water and fire, or again light and darkness, and other such things, can never be the images of one another. In like manner, neither can those things which are corruptible and earthly, and of a compound nature, and transitory, be the images of those which, according to these men, are spiritual, unless these very things themselves be allowed to be compound, limited in space, and of a definite shape, and thus no longer spiritual, and diffused, and spreading into vast extent, and incomprehensible. For they must of necessity be possessed of a definite figure, and confined within certain limits, that they may be true images, and then it is decided that they are not spiritual. If, however, these men maintain that they are spiritual, and diffused, and incomprehensible, how can those things which are possessed of figure, and confined within certain limits, be the images of such as are destitute of figure, and incomprehensible? If again they affirm that neither according to configuration nor formation, but according to number and the order of production, those things above are the images of these below, then in the first place, these things below ought not to be spoken of as images and likenesses of those eons that are above. For how can the things which have neither the fashion nor shape of those above be their images? And in the next place, they would adapt both the numbers and productions of the eons above, so as to render them identical with and similar to those that belong to the creation below. But now, since they refer to only thirty eons, and declare that the vast multitude of things which are embraced within the creation below are images of those that are but thirty, we may justly condemn them as utterly destitute of sense. Chapter 8 Created things are not a shadow of the pleroma. If again they declare that these things below are a shadow of those above, as some of them are bold enough to maintain, so that in this respect they are images, then it will be necessary for them to allow that those things which are above are possessed of bodies. For those bodies which are above do cast a shadow, but spiritual substances do not, since they can in no degree darken others. If, however, we also grant them this point, though it is, in fact, an impossibility, that there is a shadow belonging to those essences, which are spiritual and lucent, into which they declare their mother descended, yet since those things which are above are eternal, and that shadow which is cast by them endures forever, it follows that these things below are also not transitory, but endure along with those which cast their shadow over them. If, on the other hand, these things below are transitory, it is a necessary consequence that those above also, of which these are the shadow, pass away, while, if they endure, their shadow likewise endures. If, however, they maintain that the shadow spoken of does not exist as being produced by the shade of those above, but simply in this respect that the things below are far separated from those above, 
they will then charge the light of their father with weakness and insufficiency as if it cannot extend so far as these things but fails to fill that which is empty and to dispel the shadow and that when no one is offering any hindrance for according to them the light of their father will be changed into darkness and buried in obscurity and will come to an end in those places which are characterized by emptiness since it cannot penetrate and fill all things let them no longer declare that their bythus is the fullness of all things if indeed he has neither filled nor illuminated that which is vacuum and shadow or on the other hand let them cease talking of vacuum and shadow if the light of their father does in truth fill all things beyond the primary father then that is the god who is over all there can neither be any pleroma into which they declare the anthemesis of that eon who suffered passion descended so that the pleroma itself or the primary god should not be limited and circumscribed by that which is beyond and should in fact be contained by it nor can vacuum or shadow have any existence since the father exists beforehand so that his light cannot fail and find end in a vacuum it is moreover irrational and impious to conceive of a place in which he who is according to them propator and proarch and father of all and of this pleroma ceases and has an end nor again is it allowable for the reasons already stated to allege that some other being formed so vast a creation in the bosom of the father either with or without his consent for it is equally impious and infatuated to affirm that so great a creation was formed by angels or by some particular production ignorant of the true god in that territory which is his own nor is it possible that those things which are earthly and material could have been formed within their pleroma since that is wholly spiritual and further it is not even possible that those things which belong to a multiform creation and have been formed with mutually opposite qualities could have been created after the image of the things above since these i e the eons are said to be few and of a like formation and homogeneous their talk too about the shadow of kenoma that is of a vacuum has in all points turned out false their figment then in what way soever viewed has been proved groundless and their doctrines untenable empty too are those who listen to them and are verily descending into the abyss of perdition end of book two chapter six through eight